All right, welcome back, everyone, to the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I am Caleb, and with me, as always, Brandon. And Brandon, how it's a little disconnected this week, but how have things been going so far? Oh, not too bad. Yeah, it's been a been a while since the last episode. You know, a little delay with just well, you were on vacation and you know, just family stuff going on. So yeah, well, technically, so I'm still got an episode just a little later. <laughs> Yeah. Well, always have an episode every single week. We always guarantee that. Don't exactly guarantee exactly when each week. We aim for the beginning of the week, but this is the way it goes sometimes. But technically, I still am on vacation, but it didn't really feel like vacation today. I wasn't at work, so there's that. But I ran a bunch of errands and then did work on the house and then cleaned the house. And yeah. So All that fun stuff. Oh yeah, having it, having a <laughs> blast. So, but I'm a little exhausted, a little sunburnt, because um, we got to enjoy Ludington as we do every year. So, if uh, you're somebody who lives in Michigan and has never made a trip to Ludington, then you are kind of missing out. So it's a pretty great place to check out. They've got a great park, great little town there. Uh, great summer place to check out. Would not recommend it during the winter, probably. <laughs> but <laughs> probably not the best idea. Yeah, probably snowed in, and I couldn't imagine. Oh, it was actually kind of crazy. Uh, there was video I shared on Twitter, which actually wound up being like totally crappy footage. I don't know what happened. My wife took a video with her phone, sent it to me, and then it got all pixelated. But uh, mm. there was like a flash flood. The really? was the first day or the second day we were there. One of the first days we were there, and uh, it just downpoured, and the streets were like rivers. And really? then, of course, at the bottom, it was just like pooling up, and it was there was a we were driving down side streets because the main street was pretty deep at one point, and there was this guy who's in water above his knees, walking through the road. Wow. Yeah, so pretty pretty crazy, but everybody survived from what I can tell. Uh, Lunnington is still there. It's not washed away, but... <laughs> Good thing it was just a lake and not the ocean. It could have been like Sharknado. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. That might, that might be something that we have to review at some point. <laughs> I've seen bits and pieces, but I've actually never sat down and watched the whole thing, so... I watched it once. I think there's like five of them now or something like that. Ridiculous. I think so. And then there's yeah, Megalodon and Shark, uh, Sharktopus. Isn't that so? Oh, there's a whole bunch of those. Yeah. Crocosaurus. Yeah. Gotta love it. So, but we're going to be getting into the movie talk later because that's what most of this episode's about because we've got our movie review uh, coming along. But... Uh, before that, we always start things off with. Did you know? We're here to make you smart. Help educate y'all. Because it may be summertime, but school is not out. 
Uh, so what I've got bringing to you guys this week is about your phones, but not your smartphones. We're going way back to the beginning. Back to the beginning, back in 1878, with the very first telephone book. And that first phone book contained only 50 names. <laughs> so, so basically, go. it was just a an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. Basically. <laughs> so I don't think it was much of a book. It was more of, like you said, just a piece of paper of all the uh, wealthy people who were privileged enough to have a phone back then. So here's a, a bonus, did you know? Uh, did you know that Alexander Graham Bell, the inventor of the phone, was Canadian? Um, I think I did. See, I didn't know that, and I went to, I believe it was Niagara Falls a couple of years ago. Yeah. And we drove through uh, Brantford, Ontario, and there was a sign that said, like, hometown of Alexander Graham Bell. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I think I heard that or saw that somewhere because I was looking up. Oh, actually, wait, was it? Yeah, we had a conversation a little while ago about what's the most, what thing do you associate most with Canada? Yeah. And so we're talking about, you know, moose, maple leaf, uh, maple leaf, maple syrup, hockey, blah, blah, blah. So I was just like, okay, who famous is from Canada? And I think I noticed that he was on the list. So. There you go. Free health. What everybody needs to know. So, well, we've got our lineup of segments here as we start everything off. So I pass things over to Brandon for scary stat of the week. What are you bringing to us this time? Uh, I thought it worked out good that uh, I stuck kind of in the. If you say baseball, realm of <laughs> I'm gonna punch you in the face. No, stuck in the realm of movies this time. Okay. Um, one movie series I loved as a kid was The Mighty Ducks, and I saw they were all on HBO Go, so I checked those out. Um, and I was wondering, just like watching it, I'm like, man, Goldberg was a terrible goalie. Like it seemed like he was always getting scored on. He was complaining. He was lazy. You know. Um, and I started looking into it, and some guy online kept stats for the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so throughout the trilogy, out of all the games that Goldberg played, he had a cumulative save percentage of only 38.64%. <laughs> so he only stopped 38.6% of the shots that he faced. That's and um, on the other side, the Mighty Ducks had a shooting percentage of 83%. So 83% of the shots that they took were goals. Wow. <laughs> so wait, this <laughs> Which is... Which is impossible. I mean, it had, it's like you wouldn't even have that close of a shooting percentage if the, the goal was empty. Like an what? NHL team, if they played without a goalie. Yeah, I don't even think your shooting percentage would be that high because there'd still be defense out there. Yeah, what's um now was that just for one of the movies or all the movies? No, that was for the whole trilogy. Okay. No. 
Yeah, that's a now, little, like their shooting percentage in the second movie. I think was like in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, a little ridiculous. Now, of course, I'm sure they didn't show all the shot attempts, so maybe it's a little off. But <laughs> that's still pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Nice, that's a good one. So I will. Uh, Pick things up right after that, then, as we move into. I wanna rock! Rock moment of the week. I always do love that intro. <laughs> that sound bite. Can't go wrong with good rock songs like that. Uh, so I kind of have a double rock moment because the origins of this sports cast all stemmed from football. And so that is what we spend a lot of our time talking about is football. And here we stand on July 24th and the month of August is nearly here. And I think it's exactly one day from today, or maybe it was yesterday that the first college football game will kick off. And the NFL Hall of Fame game is Thursday, August 1st, with Atlanta versus Denver. Yeah, that's coming up fast. I know, right? Sneaking up on us. Yeah. So football (laughs) is here. Play some football. Football. (laughs) Shapoopy. I feel like this year has gone a little bit fast just because, um, you know, the Stanley Cup finals went to a game seven and um, I mean, the NBA finals was exciting. And then even just like the free agency and stuff. Yeah, well, I think was, there was, was fairly exciting. I think uh, Michigan baseball kind of helped, too. Yeah, that's a I was going to mention that as well. Yeah, because that picked up some attention and everything. So, yeah, no, I definitely agree that this went by fast. Like, it's it's always kind of tough because as soon as the football season ends, I'm, I kind of enjoy it because then things slow down a little bit for the podcast and everything and just my job in general, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but then, of course, I am looking forward to it. But this year, it was just so fast, so... Well, I guess you can't really argue with it because I'll be looking forward to it. And it'll be here before you know it. And gosh. Yeah, we'll see how good some things go and how bad other things go. <laughs> but we'll talk about that later. More mm-hmm. more uh, sports topics definitely coming up in August and things of that nature. And we'll also be explaining what we're going to be doing uh, during the season with our episodes and things yeah. like that need yeah so all right well we're gonna jump into a short little subtopic here before we get into our main topic then all right well we want to share feedback whenever we get it any uh interaction and uh comments that we get and so it seems like forever ago, but we did have the question of the week last week, which was uh, let us know what your favorite sports movies were. And uh, we just got a couple of replies. Uh, Brandon, what do, you, what do you have to share? Uh, we got one on Instagram from 
uh, Jason, our friend Jason, uh, he's at JSHines31. Uh, he said that his favorite sports movie is The Mighty Ducks, which I mentioned earlier. And he said, or, or The Little Giants, which yeah, is a classic that we didn't even talk about. I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say, I, I think we completely missed that one. You know, the, um, do you have a moment from that movie that's kind of sticks out to you the most? In Little Giants? Yeah. Uh, I always thought it was funny uh, when the boy, the wide receiver, I can't remember his name, and he was in love with Michael Irvin. But I remember he went out to catch a pass and a ball turns into a roll of toilet paper. I don't know why, but that always cracks me up. Well, like there, there are several, I don't know if you would call it iconic moments from that movie, but the one part that really stuck out to me, and I, I don't know why, maybe because I caught it multiple times. Like I've seen the movie all the way through a few times, but maybe I just caught this scene several times, but there was, um, that group of old guys. I don't know if they, they were at the barbershop or something and they learned about that kid that new kid that moved to town who could lift refrigerators you know yeah spike yeah and they called both of the brothers at one time and hung up so -hmm. that they basically were racing to get it that that scene thing sticks out to me because then i remember when they were driving next to each other side by side and the guy has the little dune buggy thing and they race each other and he jumps in front of the train and whatnot yeah, I, I don't know why, but that is the th- first thing that I think of with little guy. <laughs> so, uh, and then Spike hates the team and quits. And defects. Yeah, and then he goes and plays for the Cowboys for Al Bundy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, thank you, Jason, for uh, sharing that. Uh, we also have one on our Facebook, and this is from Terry who said that Remember the Titans is probably his favorite. He also, he said there were a ton of good ones though, and also mentions Rudy, Hoosiers, and Miracle, which were movies that we all mentioned uh, previously. I thought there was one more, so I apologize if I missed one. If I did miss somebody's, feel free to shoot it to me, and um, I will share it, considering that it's been... A longer time since we recorded last episode i think i lost it i thought i swore there was one on twitter but i couldn't find it so uh if i missed it i apologize i blame brandon um <laughs> thanks but <laughs> yeah uh anyways uh we do appreciate the uh feedback and the interaction uh we always have the question of the week and whenever you guys respond we will discuss it next week on the show so That will then give us time to move into the main segment of the show. You know, I kind of made a mistake because I should have taken the opportunity to try to find some kind of music from The Intruder (laughs) to be the uh, sound bite for this segment, but I have no idea where I would find that. And (laughs) uh, unlike our last movie review, the soundtrack to this is nothing to get excited about. So, Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. 
It was so. I'll start off with this. We're going to be doing movie reviews all throughout the year, and some of them. Sometimes you're going to have home runs, and other times you're going to have. You know, I don't know even really what you want to call it, but you know, pop fly, strikeout, strikeout, and slow pitch softball. Let, let's put it that way. Sometimes Ugh. people strike out in slow pitch softball. And this uh, this one's not really maybe that bad. But when you compare from the last one we had to this one, there's a definitely a steep drop off. Oh, yeah. The last one, the last one, if we're using a baseball analogy, it's a walk off home run in the World Series. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that... this one's more of just, you know, a base hit in a midseason game. Yeah, it's very it's is really tough because and we didn't ever really plan this, but Brandon had seen Miami Connection before and was just like, hey, this would be a great one to start off our movie reviews. We may have started at the top. And <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever have anything that will be able to dethrone that, but we'll the see. The bar has been set high. <laughs> yes, very high. So that is where we introduce the intruder. And if you listen last week, we had uh, mentioned that our YouTube channel actually we're, we're finding as many of these as we can that are either on, you know, Amazon Prime or Netflix or on YouTube. Easy places to find them for cheap and for free. Um, this one is on YouTube and it's actually in several segments, I think eight segments. So you can actually go to our YouTube and look under our playlist and you'll find it there. Mm hmm. Uh, as stated before, it is very much so kind of the Rambo ripoff. Um, I mean, they don't copy the story, but it's definitely a revenge story. And they have several things that they pull directly from the movie. So I, where do you want to start, Brandon? I, I don't know where we start with this. <laughs> well, I can start by saying that it was made in Indonesia. Um, that we talked about it being a ripoff of Rambo. Um, this came in like a wave after First Blood came out. It is referred to as Ramp Rambo exploitation. <laughs> so there was a whole wave of Rambo ripoffs. I mean, there's uh, Deadly Prey, which is a great one. Oh, we'll be um, reviewing that. Yeah, there's Turkish Rambo is another one. Uh, this is the Indonesian Rambo. Uh, there's th there's Thunder Warrior and it just there's a whole bunch of there's a whole line of them, um, yeah. So this was shot in Indonesia. It was filmed and spoken in Indonesian, and the actually the one we found on YouTube is dubbed over in English. So you get some pretty like bad voiceovers, and it's it's pretty funny. That's yeah. where I found a lot of the comedy. It was just like the deadpan delivery. Oh, of yeah. some of the voiceovers like you could tell those guys were just there say their line it's like okay give me my paycheck <laughs> yeah well uh if you want to really make this interesting um and be even more confusing is you can watch the one that doesn't even have subtitles because that's actually how i started watching this <laughs> before uh brandon shared with me the link that had the english um dub over uh, that was definitely extremely confusing, but this movie's confusing as it is, anyways. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, even even dubbed over in English, I had a hard time figuring out what was going on. Yeah, and you were <clears throat> you were having a hard time with it. I I think I understood it a little bit. I actually took time as well to look around the internet a little bit just to look at what people wrote for the plot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, definitely weird. So, do you want to start off talking about the plot, or do you want me? <laughs> from what I took from it, and what I saw, like a couple people wrote, it's about a guy named Rambo that his wife gets uh, kidnapped and then killed by, like. A mob or something like that or like a drug dealer drug cartel or whatever and then he has to like seek revenge that's what i took from it yeah and it it didn't even like he interact so he the movie starts off where some lady's crossing the street and she gets hit by a car with these gangsters mobsters in it and they start harassing her and then Rambo shows up out of nowhere and tells him, tells the guys that they need to pay her money because they like destroyed her groceries or something, whatever. And so, of course, they argue with him and he winds up beating the crap out of them. They pay her. But then the most interesting part is there's like two parts of this fight where they he fights them. They pay the lady. Then he's like, okay, good. I taught you a lesson. Then he starts walking away. And then they decide to try to fight him again. <laughs> and the second half of the fight is Rambo just beating the crap out of them with like a little red rubber ball. <laughs> Which is... <Yeah>. Re- <laughs> it's like a racquetball. Yeah. And I don't even know what they were thinking with it because first of all, like they added on the sound effects that made it sound like they were the red rubber ball was punching the guys in the face. Yeah, and you could tell like when the ball returns to Rambo's hand that they just reversed like the footage. Yeah. The the <laughs> filming was great. And um but yeah, so he's throwing this ball and he knocks a weapon out of somebody's hand, he hits the other guy in the face. He, uh, did he break? He, he threw it at the guy in the car too, I think. And every time it comes back to his hand. Yeah. Like a boomerang. Yeah. Just (laughs) completely impossible. So super cheesy scene to set off the whole thing. And yeah. So, so he interacts with the gang. Then the gang knows about him and they're like, okay, we need to, you know, teach him a lesson or make sure he doesn't mess with us. Make sure that he doesn't ruin things. And he could have, honestly, if they didn't bother him, he probably wouldn't have done anything besides that. But then, as you said, with the plot, they killed his wife, which I didn't even realize it was his wife. I thought it was just like a girlfriend. Yeah, that's I didn't notice either. And I actually wrote down, like, how many wives slash girlfriends does he have? Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, the one gets captured... And then she gets murdered. And then there's like another woman saying, like, I'll be here for anything you need. You know, let me know. I'm 
I'm more than a friend for you or whatever. It's like coming on to her. And I believe like he sleeps with her. And this is after like his wife gets killed. <laughs> I remember in a conversation he had with his wife before that too, where she's like, um, the only thing I ask of you is that you, uh, like you stay faithful. And he's like, I remember him saying that's not, he's like, that's going to be hard for me. Cause you know, my weakness is women. <laughs> Oh, wait, no. Are you thinking Rambo or are you thinking the mob boss guy? Okay, that might be the mob boss. Yeah, who said that? Um, yeah. With Rambo. Yeah, he. But yeah, that woman does say that to him. Like, I'll be here for you. Yes. Um, yeah. You mean a lot to me, kind of thing. And he kind of just like returns the sentiment, which was really caught me off guard because the guy's wife just got murdered. <laughs> yes, it was extremely awkward. Um, and, but then even past that, cause there was the interaction. Okay. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> where this is going to be a little scattered because this movie, the plot and line of this movie was pretty scattered too. But, yeah. um, so then there's, um, the mob boss, Mr. White that, uh, Brandon just brought up about how he had his wife too, which I didn't realize it was his wife. I thought it was just like a mistress kind of thing, whatever. Um, and she was the one who said that, you know, you just have to be loyal to me. And then he, Mr. White, commented on how women are his weakness. And she later, and we'll discuss in a little bit, winds up helping Rambo because she gets mad at Mr. White. And there's like a whole thing between them. I mean, nothing happens, but, you know, there's the whole thing between them, Mr. White's ex-wife and Rambo. Yeah. And this other girl that you had mentioned, which I can't remember her name because whatever. And then his dead wife. So there are three different women that he's got <laughs> going on in his movie. So, yeah. And I have to mention about Mr. White. Did you notice that when they first showed him, he was dressed in all white? I may have noticed he, that. He had a white jacket and white, white pants on. And I was yeah. like, oh, of course his name is Mr. White. Yeah, good job. <laughs> Basically, what what I took from it is he's like a leader of a drug cartel. Is that what you figured out? Uh, some He does drugs, so sure, why not? Something like that. Um, basically, think of your stereotypical 80s uh, kind of like drug dealer, mobster, um, and that's Mr. White. Well, he kind of looked like Kenny Rogers. <laughs> a like little a, bit or like, like young um, Kenny Rogers the just the, the old Dos Equis guy the most interesting man in the world oh yeah <laughs> yeah like a, a some a mix in between those two so and with Rambo I the so the, the the actor that played him his name was Peter O'Brien and he kind of looks like Stallone I mean, maybe if you had, if you wore glasses and you took them off and looked at him from a distance, <laughs> maybe kind of re- resembles Stallone. I actually wrote down like, is Rambo big? Like, I can't figure it out. Like, is he muscular or is he just lean? Yeah, he was kind of <laughs> ripped, but yeah, he was not. He was not Sylvester Stallone, but he was fit. So yeah, but he had the right hair for it and things like that. But the most Rambo thing from the whole movie um that totally i mean 
everything else could be like, okay, you know, well, Rambo didn't really have anything with women in his movie, first movie. So, you know, how close and similar is it? Well, they completely are just like, we don't care. And <laughs> they gave him a red bandana or whatever to put around his head. <laughs> yeah. And it was really cheesy, too, because as Brandon was just saying about his relationship with the women uh, and the second woman, too, especially after his wife died, she the second woman was the one who gave him the ben, the headband, the bandana. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, oh, this is a good luck charm or, you know, keep this in remembrance of me. And it's just like, why is the second woman giving him this and why did his wife not give it to him? Yeah, he's going there to get vengeance for his wife's death. Yeah. And like this other woman's like, here, take this so you can remember me. (laughs) Yeah, you're still alive, lady. (laughs) You're okay. Uh, Yeah, and um, there's a few things I noticed too. Like, did you notice a couple times where the bad guys, like, legit called him Rambo instead of Rambo? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know what happens, like, towards the beginning and then, like, a little bit towards the middle, which just makes me laugh. I mean, that could just be the voiceover guys. You know, the the, the guys who did the, the dubbing. Um, I highly doubt it was in the script, but it just made me laugh a couple of times. I heard it like, did he just call him Rambo? And I had to like, rewind it. <laughs> yeah, they could have done it by accident or it could have been on purpose where it's just like, ah, screw it, just call him Rambo. And most of the time, like Rambo, he either isn't wearing a shirt or he's wearing a button-up shirt with a, no sleeves. And he's got, like, the fifth button unbuttoned on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It looks like he should be riding around in a Camaro or something. Yeah. Well, like, so many awkward, weird things in this. I mean, there was a... um, There was then... uh, I don't even know what you would call it. It wouldn't be, like, a love scene, but an intimate scene with Mr. White and his wife. Oh, my gosh. Music so terrible and that scene (laughs) just so awkward um but so many awkward things from this movie because then also we were just discussing about how there was that moment when that second woman gave him the bandana they were on a beach rambu basically is saying nothing and it's really awkward because she's basically talking to him and it's like is he even listening (laughs) and then she gives him the bandana he puts it on and then he proceeds to take off his clothes and go run into the water. <laughs> it, like whatever reason for that, the, the only reason that that could kind of have made sense is then in the very next moment, some of the gangsters show up and kidnap, kidnap that woman because he's busy swimming in the water. Yeah, I noticed that. And then, like, they run off of her, and he's, like, trying to run through the water Hasselhoff style to go after her. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you're a little too slow there, Rambo. Like, you had to jump in the water for no reason. Um, it's almost like she was just, like, this girl that was hanging around him that he didn't really care for, but she was in love with him. And he was like, oh, my God, just go away. <laughs> well, she... way he acted at times with her. Yeah, well, I got him. Uh, so there were plenty of weird dynamics with the woman. There was actually another woman too, wasn't there? Uh, the woman in the, wasn't the woman in the club. Someone else that they were. I can't around? remember. There was. 
I feel like every woman in this movie like kind of looked the same too. Yeah, they all had like long dark hair and like tan skin. And none of uh, like there weren't they didn't do much to differentiate them because then there was even the woman too that showed up for whatever the drug deal was in the parking lot, and you mm. couldn't tell who she was because they didn't even really identify her. But and the, then there was the part too where Mister White uh like buys a girl or something. The sixteen-year-old, yeah. and there's another girl that's like thrown in there, and like the way the guy was introducing him, it was like he was, um, <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Like, it's like he was a well, obviously he was a salesman, but he just like threw out all these pitches, and they were just hilarious. Like, she'll drive you to the end of Earth and back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I man, we, we should have had that segment ready to play on here because yeah, it was just very car salesman, very, very awkward. Um, yeah, think like you're watching a Lions game and those stupid Ford commercials come out with Dennis Leary. <laughs> That's basically what it was, except like this guy's trying to send or like sell these girls to basically be like love slaves for Mr. White. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you th- in this model, blah blah blah. Well, if if you're wor- or if you're concerned about the style of uh blah 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 then you'll really like this model blah oh my god <laughs> so weird but then um the funny thing that i noticed too so they're trying uh, at different points in times they they fight rambu at the beginning and then they try to go send guys to teach him a lesson they try to go capture him but they never really use weapons so the the really weird thing is that the first two people to get killed by weapons by guns if i'm not mistaken are women mm-hmm. like Mr. White shoots a woman in the back, you know, classy <laughs> move right there. That's, that's what the mob does. Um, <laughs> shoots a woman in the back. And then the other one is he and another associate of his shoot his wife who had turned on him and helped release Rambo. So just, I thought that was kind of funny because it's just like, okay, you don't send guys to sh- with guns to go kill Rambo. But you go ahead and use guns to shoot two women. <laughs> two, like, really short, slender women that you could easily just overpower. <laughs> yeah. So, that was... You were you were talking about the bad music in this. Um, along with the bad music, we had bad sound effects. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you noticed there's that scene where they go after Rambo. It's a scene right before they kidnap his wife and like all these guys jump him and he gets like beaten down and he like goes into a phone booth for whatever reason yeah and like the, one of the guys is smashing a glass in it and it's the same glass sound effect just repeated over and over and over <laughs> <laughs> and, like the hitting sound effect it, they just had one that they used over and over yep. and it's just your super cliche, something you'd hear in like a an old like '90s beat 'em up arcade game. Uh, I got those that are weird. Uh, the other one I noticed that was weird was the odd sound effects, like for gunshots. Yeah, it was like it, these deep booming noises, like someone hitting a drum with a mallet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't even like it wasn't even like a gunshot. It was really really awkward. It made me think of some of the sound effects you'd hear in like old westerns. Yeah. 
Except at least in the old westerns, like they'll switch it up every once in a while with gunshots and have the like a ricochet noise. Yeah. No, I would definitely argue that old westerns have better sound effects. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's the one... a couple of my favorite quotes in here. Um, there was one where Rambo's in a club and he gets jumped by that guy. He's trying to save that girl that we were talking about before that was a different girl. Yeah. And he starts, he like shoves a guy away and he's like, all right, let's get you out of here. He starts walking off and that guy like grabs a knife and he like slices Rambo's arm and he's like, you cut me. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> and then he just starts fighting. Uh, I think I had a, a lot of the reason why I had a hard time following this movie is because I think they used the same voiceover guy for like three characters oh yeah it's possible like rambu had like the same voice as um i think him and mr white actually had either the same guy or they just sounded really similar Mm -hmm. so you know a lot of times when i'm watching these movies i'm like sitting with my daughter or like working on something else so like i'd look up and be like oh that's not rambu talking (laughs) (laughs) that's another guy yeah, no, uh, that club scene that you were just talking about is kind of interesting, too, because the, you know a movie is being difficult when you can't even ta- uh, speak well about the different characters because they say their name once and then that's it. Like, they don't reference yeah. them again. It's just like you walk into a room and they're talking, and so they don't take time to introduce each other. Um so uh real quick there's the women on the cast their names were either angela clara andrea jenny so yeah there's your four women figure out which one's which i i I don't i think jenny was his wife maybe i don't even know that sounds a lot that sounds like it who it was. I'm pretty sure her name was Jenny. Um, and another one of my quotes that I, I really laughed at, and I'm not really sure why because the context is terrible, but after they kidnapped Jenny or his wife, we'll just say his wife because I'm not quite sure if it, she was Jenny or not, but they they kill her and they like <laughs> dump the body and then like the police or something find her. And they're telling Rambo, they're like, she was raped before she was murdered. (laughs) And I was like, is there really any way of knowing that? Like, the exact timing of it? Um, Are we just assuming? Because I I don't think you could actually tell that if she was captured. Because she was captured, and then, like, it seemed about an hour later she was killed. Well, they could have... Today, they could probably figure that out, but definitely when that movie was made, I don't think so. (laughs) Back in the 80s in Indonesia, I don't think they could have (laughs) figured that out. (laughs) Yeah. But it just made me laugh. I'm just like, how do you exactly know that that happened before she was murdered? (laughs) And the guy was just like, he's like, you know, it could be worse. I mean, she was right before she was murdered. (laughs) Yeah, I I do. It's like the way he says it, the way he delivers the line. I'm just like, what? As soon as you were talking about that, I do remember him saying that. It was very awkward. This whole thing is awkward. 
So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, you were talking about that club scene and something too about just like character development or characters in the movie. Rambo had a best friend who shows up sporadically throughout the movie and you don't even really realize it that he's his best friend until he's like oh yeah he's my i'm his best friend like they basically (laughs) have to spell it out for you um so he shows up from time to time doesn't help in fighting or anything though it's because Um, they had great chemistry that they had to yeah their chemistry on screen was so good that they had to like actually say that he was best friends with rambo yes <laughs> and then um so to carry you through through more of the plot and uh kind of give the whole picture then so goes on revenge for his wife <clears throat> he winds up getting tie tied in with this guy who's <clears throat> not really with the police but he works with the police but he's kind of like investigating mr white <clears throat> and so he wants rambo to help him and he said, what we really need is we need this information on Mr. White to be able to bring him down. So he mm-hmm. recruits Rambo to break in like a ninja, dressed like a ninja, <laughs> into this facility, get some uh, information uh, so they can expose who he is. So then he does that, gets the information. Then it turns out that this guy, I cannot remember his name, um... Uh, I think his name's... Oh, sorry. Maybe it wasn't um, Andrea. Mr. Andre? Maybe okay. it was his name? Sorry. Anyways, um, Mr. Andre is the guy that he was working for. He winds up actually working with or for Mr. White. So he uses the information to blackmail Mr. White. Mr. White. And so then they kind of you know, become buddy buddy because he's blackmailing him they're on the same side then they're just kind of like okay now ram rambo's the problem they have this meeting which is really stupid because they invite rambo to it (laughs) then rambo sees that they're best friends now he flips his lid (laughs) tears up the place and he winds up getting captured by them made their prisoner then this is at the whole stage because um uh, Mrs. Mr. White's wife caught him with another girl, so that's he. She gets mad at him, and helps Rambo escape. Rambo then, of course, continues his revenge because now he's after Mr. Andre and Mr. White, and then they have their climactic battle on when he tries to take them all out. Which you know, to deflate the whole thing, he doesn't even wind up killing both of them. Yeah, he just like captures them, like beats them up a little bit, roughs them up, and then he just lets the police uh, arrest them. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that's some really good vengeance there, Rambo. Like, he had no problem killing some of these henchmen and stuff, but main guys, you know, let's let the law deal with them. But the best part of that that end sequence is that he goes in. And then he just happens to find this arsenal of <laughs> heavy-duty weapons. Yeah, I, re- I wrote down that he just easily handles like a fifty-caliber machine gun. Oh yeah, with with one arm. Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> it was it was ridiculous. 
Um, he was making it look easy, and there was like no recoil either. Or no, I any. mean at least yeah, people make fun of Rambo because you know, like in Rambo Two, he'll have this huge machine gun that's normally on a stand, but yeah. you know, Stallone just goes around and shoots people with it, holding it with his arms, and you know, at least there was recoil on that. Yeah, this <laughs> I mean, was just... Rambo. It's just like he's shooting a super soaker. Yeah, it it was really bad. I wrote that down too. That that was just terrible. So, but but the fun, one of the funniest parts about that scene was they would have a, a still shot, uh, like they would have a placed camera, and then Rambo would run across the screen, and then a couple uh, villain uh, mob guys would run across the screen, and then Rambo would run the other way. And then guys would run the other way. It was like what you would watch from Scooby Doo cartoons when they're like running from side to side of the hallway through different doors. Yeah. And it's just like, really? Like, you think, uh, well, there were so many different things with this that they thought were good that <laughs> were not good. Uh, one thing I noticed too, and I saw people talking about online, did you notice that some of the fight scenes were sped up? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like they were, they were slow, like slow and choreographed. But when they put them in the movie, they sped up probably like twice the speed. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That was easy to tell. So, but uh, I almost forgot, and I have to mention this because this was hidden in the middle. So. <laughs> The girl that got kidnapped when uh, Rambo was doing his naked swim. Um, when she got kidnapped, they left a note for him on where to get her. Mm-hmm. Set a trap and everything. And they're just like, if if Rambo doesn't show up in the next two minutes, then I'm going to kill you. Um, and it sounded almost exactly like that. But <laughs> this is the most insane scene in the whole movie. Because and I thought it w- they were kind of building up for like the the climax of the movie. Mm-hmm. Rambo shows up in a motorcycle taxi, um, <laughs> a scooter taxi thing, and all of a sudden like a, it turns like yeah, a, um, a motorized rickshaw. Yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden it turns into like a, a Royal Rumble on wheels. Because then he he drives in and he starts like he does pops a wheelie and he starts like kicking people while he's driving and <laughs> people try to jump on him. They shoot at him. And then all of a sudden the police or some other guys show up also in the motorcycle buggies and they're just like going around like a, a circus show in this dirt dirt track. And they're all like going around in circles and they're kicking at each other and I, I didn't even know what to make of it at that point. <laughs> There's a lot of this really weird stuff in this movie. Um, one thing I noticed like throughout the movie, especially in the beginning, um, it made me think of Craig, because this is the kind of stuff he just laughs at, is that, you know, Rambo, basically, he's just being a nice guy at the beginning of the movie and helps the old lady. And then he's like, you guys need to pay her for you know, like the produce and stuff that you ruined. And uh, I mean, after that, all these guys just randomly walk up to him to start picking fights with him for no reason. Yeah. Like guys are always just challenging him. Uh, 
and they, you know, they always come one at a time. That's the kind of stuff that Craig always laughs at. Um, and you and I always joke about Jackie Chan movies are the same way, where oh, he's yeah. just, you know, this mild-mannered guy that, you know, just wants to do right. Um, and he tries to, like, stay out of things for the most part. But people always just want to give him a hard time, and then he has to use his, like, martial arts or whatever to fight people off. <laughs> Yeah, and if if anybody listening to our show does not know who Jackie Chan is, you need to know who Jackie Chan is. If you have any <laughs> appreciation for martial arts movies, you need to watch Jackie Chan movies. And I'm not talking about like rush hour, post rush hour. I'm talking like pre Rumble rush in the hour. Bronx. Yes, uh, Police Story. Who am I? Um, oh gosh, Drunken Master. Yeah. Uh, I just, he made so many movies and he does, he does his own stunts and he's done some insane ones. Crap. What is the one? Did you see the one where he was driving the huge bulldozer truck? Mm, I don't think so. Oh man. It was like ridiculously huge. Um, (laughs) but yeah, he's just got some phenomenal movies. They're, they're too good to be awesomely bad movies right i mean they're just like yeah they've got a little bit more production they've got more stuff into it and then of course his martial arts is just amazing anyways so yeah and not even just the martial arts just like the stunts that he does yeah i mean this was before like parkour was popular mm-hmm. and jackie chan was doing all this crazy stuff um and i mean <laughs> Talking about Ramboon, we go on to Jackie Chan. I guess our minds just go to things that are more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So by by us talking about these two movie reviews, if you're going to watch one of the two movies that we've reviewed, watch Miami Connection. <laughs> yes. Um, um, not that Rambo was bad. Um, you know, it had its moments, it had its funny things. Like I mentioned the quotes, uh, the sped up fight scenes are funny. Uh, there's lots of explosions and... Uh, just bad fight scenes and dialogue that'll make you laugh. Oh yeah, and that was another thing too. When he had the huge gun, all he could shoot were vehicles, and they always blew up. He never <laughs> shot anyone with the gun. He just shot vehicles. <laughs> and then you get you guys like jumping off and doing flips. Yeah. So I, I think what I would follow up with what Brandon was saying is I would say Miami Connection was nonstop entertainment. Um, because even the weird, awkward, slower scenes in Miami Connection were entertaining. Like they were either so horribly bad they were funny. You know, something was always going on. Mm-hmm. This one still has an entertainment factor, but is definitely not nonstop. Like there are definitely slow moments and things like that, and it does not flow as well and as easily as Miami Connection. So. That's kind of how I would put it. It's still you can still get entertained by it and everything, but if you want nonstop entertainment and the best awesomely bad movie that we can recommend, I would go with Miami Connection. So, yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Uh, anything else to really share from the movie review standpoint? Um, I don't think so. I think I covered everything that I had in my notes. Yeah, if if you guys want to watch it, I mean, by all means, message us, text, uh, um, send us a message on Twitter, call the voicemail, comment on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. 
let us know your thoughts. We're always really interested to know what people think of the movies that we've reviewed and things like that. Mm -hmm. So let us know. Uh, But yeah, that's, that is Rambo, the Indonesian (laughs) Rambo ripoff for you. So more to come in the near future. I would probably say probably a movie review each month. Probably. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, we will need to keeping on the subject of, you know, questionable and no garbage things of that nature. Garbage day. All right. Garbage play of the week. Brandon, what do you have to share with us? Uh, yeah, USA Today Sports um, released earlier this week their projections for the NFL season. Um, they had the Lions going 3-13, and being tied for worst in the league with the Redskins. Um, <laughs> it'd be not only that, they for the Super Bowl, they had the Los Angeles Chargers beating the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm not sure which one's funnier. I mean, I mean, I've been a Lions fan all my life, and you know, three and thirteen wouldn't surprise me because you never get surprised by the Lions anymore. But I, it, there would be so much that would have to go wrong for the Lions to only win three games. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this being said, I don't expect the Lions to win eleven games, like some people are saying on Twitter. Uh, you know, I'm not a Kool Aid drinker or a slappy like some people. Um, I think our win range is somewhere between six and nine. And make, I know that's kind of a big spread, but with the Lions, you kind of have to give yourself a big spread. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, you know, seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven. Nine and seven being the tops that we're probably looking at. I know. Uh, as far as the, the Chargers winning the Super Bowl, um, in order for the Chargers to win a Super Bowl, they're likely going to have to beat the Patriots in the playoffs, and that's never going to happen. Yeah, I would. I I don't see the Lions uh, getting above uh, five hundred. Like I see eight and eight as their ceiling. But, but anyways, that's me, and you know better than I do. And we'll we'll talk about predictions and things like that coming up here in August. So yeah, they got a fairly tough schedule, especially right at the beginning of the season. Um, I can see them losing like the first four games. Yeah. So, all right. That's your garbage play of the week. That means two minute drills coming up. We just throw a bunch of stuff that's happened in the uh, past week or so at you guys. And uh, Brandon, you ready for this? Yeah, let's roll. All right, here we go. Uh, Big Ten media days were this uh, past week, and Harbaugh answered a question pertaining to Urban Meyer, and he answered with part of his quote being, Urban Meyer's had a winning record, a really phenomenal record everywhere he's been, but also controversy follows everywhere he's been. It's been an uproar, and people are mad at him for stating facts. Brandon. (laughs) Um, Former Lions safety Raphael Bush retires from the NFL at the age of 32 this week. Caleb. All right, Uh, a lot of Michigan stuff to throw at you guys because fall camp officially begins August 2nd. Brandon. 
Uh, former NHL player Ron Francis was recently named the general manager of the new Seattle franchise. Uh, their first season, I believe, will be in 2021. Um, so he's already getting a head start on things. Caleb? Uh, ESPN gives Michigan the best chance to win Big Ten at 48.2%, then followed by Penn State at 10.4%, Ohio State at 8.7%, MSU at 83 then finally we get a, a team from the Western Division with Iowa at 8%. Brandon? Uh, Mr. Butt Fumble, Mark Sanchez, he retires from the NFL this week. Caleb? Uh, a kind of surprise thing coming up with Michigan football is that at the Big Ten Media Days, Harbaugh mentioned that Michigan football will be announcing a game that will be played on foreign soil sometime in the near future. So be on the lookouts for that. Brandon? Uh, last one I got here is that there was a rumor floating around that the Detroit Pistons were talking with a few teams for a potential trading um, Blake Griffin. Uh, there was only one Twitter account talking about it, so I'm not sure you know, how credible that is. I haven't heard anything else since. Caleb? Twitter speaks the truth always. Uh, <laughs> I got two more here for you guys. Um, average ticket prices for college football home games were uh, discussed from last season. It's as follows as the highest being Georgia at 487, Ohio State at 352, Michigan at 285, Notre Dame 276 and Bama at 249. Those are your top five, but notable team missing from the top 10. That would be Clemson that didn't even gra- uh, crack $218. Mm. Uh, then lastly, as time has expired, <clears throat> Harbaugh has said that honorary captains for the Army game will be Lloyd Carr, Gary Muller, and Al Glick. That's your two-minute drill for this week. Rock. Rock. Welcome to the rock. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Um, wait, did we did we figure out a question for this week? Um, I posted a question earlier uh, for a giveaway. Uh, the giveaway will be done, but you're still welcome to answer the question. Was um, it was kind of based on the USA Today saying that the Lions are going to go three and thirteen. Uh, interested to see what you guys think. The- Lions are going to go this year. Yeah, so that that'll be our question. Uh, we'll use that for our question this week. Uh, let us know your thoughts. We'll share them on uh, next week's episode. Uh, we'll we won't be doing predictions for the NFL for the Lions and for the NFC North quite yet, uh, but that will be coming up here soon because we're mm-hmm. getting into August. So yes, soon, very soon. And yeah, question of the week was the last thing we had. I think that wraps it up. Was there anything else that you need to mention? Or? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, awesome. All right, well, there you go. Another movie review in the books. Uh, if you want to, like we said, it's uh, available on our YouTube. And we also have Miami, a uh, link to Miami Connection on there. So feel free to check that as well. Uh, feel free to always reach out to us about what we've discussed on the show, our questions of the week. We'll be back next week uh, doing our alternating stuff. So next week most likely will be a sports conversation. So we thank you guys for tuning in. We always appreciate it. Football is almost here. 
which we're all excited about. So until next time, go blue. Go blue.